Okay. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to OK Podcast. My name is Hayden. My name's Kamila. And today we are bringing you a super fun episode that I'm super excited about. I have been wanting <laughs> this to happen for months. I know. We were just like, will this happen? <laughs> and it is. Today we'll be interviewing Catherine, also known as Delightful, on YouTube and Instagram. And talking about her experiences yeah. with J-Fashion, combining J-Fashion with her doll hobbies and... Mm-hmm. J Fashion as a newcomer outsider. Catherine, the creator and hands behind Delightful on YouTube, is a Western transplant in South Korea. She's built her channel on beautiful doll repaints and redesigns, each one of them unique and innovative. Recently, she's been taking interest in the J Fashion community, taking inspiration from Lolita and Decora Fashion for her doll designs. With this integration of J Fashion and doll designing, we're sitting down with Catherine to talk about her take on J Fashion. Kamila, what? Do you want to talk about how this came to be? <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> I'm super excited, but I want it to come from you. <laughs> I feel like I like the idea came from you. Like I um, one day I got an order on my website from Korea, and I was just like. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> then there was the fact that Delightful created one of her new dolls that's based on like Decora fashion, and I was tagged as one of the inspirations. So the doll was named Juwon, and it was inspired by me, Haruka, and uh, Junyun. And I was just kind of like, oh, wow, someone was, like, inspired by me and then, like, created, a like, a doll. And, like, and at that point, I had, like, never really ventured into uh, looking at doll customization videos or anything like that. So I was just like, wow, this person is really cool. And I have. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, everyone was just, like, messaging me being like, you were in the video. And, like, I was just like, oh, what? <laughs> I went into the group chat, like... Yes. Yo! <laughs> Look! <laughs> and I wake up late, so I'm always, like, waking up to stuff like, what's going on? And, yeah, so I was just like, oh, my gosh, this person's really cool and, like, noticed me, you know? A senpai has noticed me. <laughs> so I was just like, wow. And then eventually two and two got put together that the order I got from Korea was from Delightful, and I was just like, oh, wow, like, not only has this person been inspired by me, you know, they like the things that I create, and so I was just like, wow, that's so cool, and so I, like, wasn't even, like, thinking, it just went over my head, but Hayden... I was like, we gotta get on this yes. now. Like now that we have this in, we gotta take, we gotta, we gotta do this. We gotta do this. Like we have to have her on the show. We gotta talk to her because this is really cool stuff for the community. Like the community is getting like more well known, yeah. and the subcultures are crossing and making yeah, those cool true. intersections that I love. And I've been subscribed to Catherine for like over a year so when I was watching the video and I saw Kamila come up I screamed and like I threw my phone because I was just so shocked and I, I immediately picked it back up and I was like is this real my friend and then I went to the group chat and I was like yeah. y'all holy shit 
like that's where I get most of my news from, the group chat. (laughs) But yeah, so we are super excited to have Catherine on. But before we get into our guests for today, let's hop into our events for this month. We don't have a whole lot, surprisingly. Mm. December is kind of uh, a slow time. Yeah, we were trying to like look for things like specifically December and everything just kept being months ahead January February in November yeah (laughs) I don't know what it is but to start you (laughs) off yeah it's cold (laughs) to start you guys off we have the North American Gyaru Summit the premier event for American Gyaru and Gyaru lovers join Blackout Gyaru Circle in celebrating all things wild and crazy on January 19th 2019 in Chicago Illinois so now this one is in January But we did want to talk about it now just because it is super important to our local community and we want everyone to know about it so you guys can make your travel plans. Yeah. And like uh, tickets are still on sale and it's going to be like a really like intimate group. Like it's going to be like, you know, if you want to know how to do your makeup or dress in this fashion, this would be a really good opportunity to be able to meet like a lot of different people who are like really good at this. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for it because I'm totally going to go. <laughs> there will be fashion, food, para para, and so much more to make this winter absolutely unforgettable. I love the description. It's yeah. So fun. <laughs> So Friday night, there will be a small meet and greet at Murasaki, Chicago, a local izakaya. <laughs> so if you don't know an izakaya, yeah, an izakaya <laughs> is like a little, it's kind of like tapas where like you go after work and you drink and you have some little tiny finger foods, stuff like oh, that. Okay. Um, there are a few izakayas around Chicago. Um, they're usually a little pricier, but it's really good food. So it would be a good place to go after getting that paycheck. Yeah. Um, this year's full ticket is $50, which includes the main event from January 19th, 6.30 p.m. to 11.30 p.m., as well as the karaoke after party hosted at Sakura Karaoke Your ticket will include entry, food, and drink at both events. There are also tickets available for just the event, which is $40, or just the party, which is $20. So if you do both, save 10 bucks. So that's really good for people who are already local to Chicago and maybe just want to, like, do some of the stuff and not all of it. But I definitely recommend, like, doing the whole thing because I'm just, like, it's so rare to have these sorts of, like, mega meets mm-hmm. in um, America and in the Midwest specifically. And I hear about them happening, like, all over the world. So I'm just like, oh, that's it's going to be so cool to have one here. Yeah, I'm super excited. I may or may not go depending on money and scheduling, but we'll see. I'm going to try mm-hmm. my best. Next up, we have the Gothic Lolita Invasion of the Krampus Creepy Curiosity Market. This is, again, a Chicago thing. It is long after Halloween, but there's still time to be spooky. The theme is obviously Gothic Lolita, but you don't have to adhere to that. Shop the holidays for the strange and unusual people in your life. Hosted by the Hardcore Hearse Club and Oddities Convention, this market includes many vendors that specialize in oddities, wet specimens... Ew. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's it's like is that jarred things? <laughs> it, for some reason that just brings up like 
squelch in my head. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Creepy collectibles, Ouija, and horror. I'm really excited for this. I can't go because it's super far, but it's going to be December 8th at 4 p.m. in Lombard, Illinois at the Krampus Creepy Curiosity Market at the Bauer House. The Bauer House does have food available that's going to be really delicious, but if that doesn't appeal to you, there are other fast food options around the area. Man, I really wish that, um, I need, like, gothic lolita outfit because i know <laughs> i'm planning on getting a on getting one soon so maybe you'll see that from me sometime in the future Ooh, i'm excited so next we are going to move into our kawaii spotlight kamila <gasps> do you want to tell us about the first one hard decora has knee high and thigh high tights now available <laughs> <laughs> Can I just say, I tried on one of the first pairs, and they are spectacular, (laughs) and I love them. Yes, I did some, you know, focus group testing of the tights. (laughs) (laughs) It took me a long time to actually, like, put these up because I definitely wanted to try from, like, a few different manufacturers, have some different people try them on that aren't, like, me. (laughs) (laughs) So that I could get some feedback, so. Especially um, since I got thick thighs yes exactly (laughs) i'm pretty small so i'm just like i can't really (laughs) tell what's going on here so yeah so i definitely wanted to make sure the plus size tights were definitely giving like you more stretch than usual without warping the design too much yeah yeah exactly that's always been my fear especially with brands like ap and btssb aatp stuff that are made by japanese people Mm -hmm that don't really cater towards plus-size people, that even if I buy tights or socks like that, they're not going to fit over my thighs, and it's going to warp and look bad and just be gross. I've had problems even with just BTSSB's over-the-knee socks, where, like, my calves are too strong and they (laughs) don't fit my calves too well, and I had to not work out as much so they get over my calves. So I was really excited seeing American brands catering to plus-size people is a lifesaver and a blessing. Right, right. Both the plus-size and the straight-size tights, they're really stretchy. They're they're really good. And then the plus-size one, I'd say, like, it gives you a little bit more, like an inch or so of, like, more stretch. And um, the plus size sites are a little bit more saturated, too, which is awesome. So whichever you feel like, oh, I want it to be more pastel or I want it to be more saturated, you've got that choice. So go check out Hard Decora's new tights. Get yourself a pair. Next up, I I wanted to feature a person this time around because we feature a lot of different brands and a lot of new releases. fashion-wise, but we don't typically feature a person that does stuff outside of, like, physical fashion items. So this month, I wanted to feature Pretty Pastel Please. Pretty Pastel Please is an Australian YouTuber named Alex. Uh, She bases her content on kawaii pastel fashion. You notice I'm saying pastel instead of pastel. Apparently in Australia, there is pastel and pastel is the art oh uh, pastel art things that you can use pastel yeah, little like yeah those like kind of crayons yeah chalky crayon type yeah medium pastels. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's pastel and pastel is light colors so oh. 
for Alex, it's pretty pastel please. And so one of the key facets of her work is that every video features everyone's favorite bird, Archie. Archie is her pet parrot who is there every time and he stays. Alex has made it abundantly clear, no matter how annoying you think Archie is, the bird stays. Alex does a lot of hauls and a lot of makeup reviews in her videos. One of my personal favorites is Yaweeby, and Yaweeby means you wanted it, I bought it. That's where Alex asks her followers and subscribers for items that they've always wanted to buy from sites like YesStyle and sees if they're worth the money. So check out her YouTube, Instagram. She also recently released some new pins uh, oh, featuring cool. her and Archie. I love that bird. That it's a good bird and it's a good person. So check out Pretty Pastel, please. So my contribution are these yokai candy um, cat goggles, and they come in like custom colors and things like that. And I, it's how do I describe this? It's like an over the eye mask, but it's like made out of laser cut. Plastic. plastic and it comes in colors like uh, light blue purple and pink you can customize like the eye color of the goggles or you can put a little half moon a little crescent moon to look more like it's a luna based goggle it's like really cool like mm-hmm. it's almost like i don't know like you're gonna go in a race but like it's yeah. a space race it's like it's a combination of like speed racer yeah. And Voltron. Ooh. And it's so cool. If you played Bust a Groove, there's that character, Kitty N. If you know what I'm talking about, like if you want to do a cosplay of that character, you could use these. Yeah, It'd these are amazing. These are super cool. And if you want to do like a space themed Uchu K yeah. type outfit, these are they're badass. They're so cool. Yes. I love them. Yeah, I almost like want to get them, but I just I have to think about why? <laughs> what am I going to do <laughs> to make a full plan? Yeah, you really got to pair these with something that are very, yeah. this is a very OTT accessory and you need to make that OTT cord right. with it. And they cost like $50, which I don't even think is bad. For Not like for these. these. Oh like, my goodness. These are amazing. Next up, we are going to be featuring a brand that I don't know why we haven't done yet. We should have done it like in the first ones, but we are featuring Miss Alphabet. Miss Alphabet is an Etsy-based shop run by Liz Yada, whose clothing has been featured on models such as Mosh, Audrey Kitching, and Carissa Sparkles. This brand I like specifically because it's very much like 80s inspired, kind of spankish, yeah. kind of like Barbie K yeah, yeah. is what I like I wanna call it. It harkens back to the 80s Barbies look and I love them. The piece that I picked out is the kimono top with holographic sequins, lavender, pink iridescent robe, lightweight bridal shower, gift, loungewear, drag queen, clothing, gay pride. <laughs> we are turning into wish. <laughs> um but it's, it's everything. <laughs> but it's this really lightweight sheer kimono style top with lavender base and pink ruffles on the edges and it's just super cute, super sweet. The great thing about Miss Alphabet is also that usually it all the items are plus size. Mm-hmm. It's upcycled a lot of times. They're yeah. 
the materials come thrifted from other places. So overall, good for the environment, good for the social norms. Yeah, she's even used uh, Barbie sheets that like I've had when I was little. So I'm just like, how did you find these? <laughs> <laughs> and then my favorite from what she's got on the Etsy now are these like hot pants. I've always wanted like hot pants from her because like. I feel like it would be good layering over some um, leggings or some tights or something like that. And it would just look a little bit different than using, like, jean shorts. Smart. I never thought of that. That's really smart. Oh, yeah, man, I have to get a pair. I got the idea from um, one of the, the shop boy from um, 6% Doki Doki, Kanata. Yeah, Kanata. Yeah, Kanata. Okay. Sometimes I think in my head, like, Katakana, and I'm just like, that's not the name. <laughs> But these ones are the tie-dye, hot pants, rainbow, LGBTQ, gay pride, 60s, retro, fairy K, 80s, party, roller derby, size, extra large, large. <laughs> love it. <laughs> I love saying it all together. It's so invigorating. But yeah, these are kind of like, um, kind of like a pastel tie-dye. They've got these like lace around the hem of the hot pants. I just feel like that would look really good in my wardrobe. I agree. And there are a lot of the pieces on Miss Alphabet's shop. They're they're not, like, too terribly expensive. Like, yeah. the hot pants are, like, 20 bucks. That is, I, I can drop 20 bucks on a pair of hot pants any day. Right, right. And then you could probably use them as pajamas, too. They look really comfortable. Smart. Yeah, or working out. I don't know, working out outside. It depends on how it fits on you, but... Kawaii exercise clothing. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> So, yeah, I really enjoy them. So check out Miss Alphabet on Etsy. Next up, this item's opening has already passed, but I believe the online reservations are still available. Mm -hmm. But Baby the Stars Shine Bright has released their reservations for their 30th anniversary series, which is Sweetie Gingham Border. The reservations opened on November 16th. As we are recording this, that's only a few days ago, but this episode won't release until December. So featuring it now while we can. This release comes in pink, red, and black. Sorry for those of you who like sex and lavender like I do. Not for you this time, but this item reminds me of a Smucker's Jam bottle. Oh, yeah. With the gingham and the—are those strawberries or raspberries? Or roses? I can't tell. But it looks like a Smucker's bottle, and you can wear it during a picnic, and you would blend into the picnic blanket. That was another thing that I feel like is missing as far as, like, I have, like, more, like, pastel things, but I don't have, like, red, you know? Yeah. I like red in my gothic stuff. I'm mm-hmm. not a huge fan of it for my Fairy K days, but for goth, oof, love it. Good with black. I love gingham because, like, it just makes me think of going on a picnic mm-hmm. and good times. Very spring summery. What I also really like about this is that the neckline is very different. It's scalloped as opposed to just a regular straight neckline. That's true. So that's a very interesting, unique feature to this line. And this line comes with the JSK. I believe there's only a JSK. Yeah. No one piece available. But there are also socks and head bows available in this line. 
And now we're going to be featuring a company that I've never heard of before. I found it from info on a street snap from Harajuku. And I was like, this sounds like a cool brand. I'm going to check it out. It's called MYOBNYC. MYOB stands for Mind Your Own Business, but it's not in New York City. It's in Japan. However, overseas shipping is available, $25 for Japanese EMS. It's a little pricey, but you're getting it from Japan, so what do you expect? I'm also thinking, like, it kind of goes together, mind your own business, New York City, because that's what you do in New York City, you mind your own business. True, true. <laughs> Growing up in Jersey City, I know that. <laughs> <laughs> I picked out this uh, drawstring corduroy pants with chain in black. Yes, I picked something black. What? <laughs> I, I really like them because um, I'm working on my comic right now, and I do have some, like, visual K and punk characters that I could really see wearing some pants like this. They look like loose-fitting pants. Like joggers um, almost. Yeah, like joggers almost. Yeah, they have the drawstring, which is in the title. And then, like, the chain goes from, like, high on the hip to the other leg more on the thigh. And it has side pockets kind of like... Cargo shorts. Yes. But now they look cool. Cool black <laughs> cargo pants. Dad fashion. <laughs> Dad K. Yeah. It's a thing now. I dubbed yeah. it, so. Gothic dad, K. <laughs> That's just me. That's just me and Simon. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yep. And I picked out the Obtain cropped button-up in purple and the Obtain belted skirt in black. Now, these two items come in both black and purple, so you can pair them, mix and match, whatever you decide. It's this crop button-up that has grommets on the neckline and the hem of the sleeve. And on the back, there's a really cool graphic. It's like Our Lady Guadalupe over a map of the world and in like fun metal font. Typography. Yeah, yeah. in metal font typography <laughs> is the word obtain. I don't know if that's like obtain the world, obtain everything. I don't know. I just kind of like cool. when you see things that say obey. Yeah. It's like, obey what? But, I don't know. Yeah. But it's cool. I mean, art history wise, it was talking about like capitalism and doing all that other stuff. But, you know. Mm. <laughs> so the skirt is really interesting. It's a A-line skirt that reaches to, I'm guessing, a little bit above the ankles, kind of the shins. Mm-hmm. It's belted with almost like a no metal belt. The only metal that you see is the little prong inside the belt. There are buttons down the front. And then from both hips in front of the skirt, there's a chain linking. And on the back, again, there's the Obtain typography, which I just think it's really cool. This brand is very, it ranges from visual K to like trailer park punk. Is what I like to call it. Or is it like grunge? I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> grungy, Taylor Park punk. They got some flannel. flannel. They, it, it's a Flat lot of... things, kind of. Yeah, it's a lot of interesting materials Makes that are being used. think of like, they can maybe carry this in a hot rags. Yeah, yeah. Or like, this is something that would be in the, in the basement of a rag stock, too. Mm-hmm. 
Like, some of the stuff, it looks like carpet from the 70s. But if that's your style, this is what you want. This is a really cool store. It's a little bit on the pricier side, probably because this is more considered haute couture Mm -hmm. than just, like, everyday wearables. But I think it's an awesome brand. I think y'all should check it out. And with that, we are done with our Kawaii Spotlight. We're going to hop into our guest segment for today. Woo! Hey y'all, it's Hayden. It's Kamala. We've talked a bit about how OK Podcast is a labor of love for us. Yes. Neither of us get paid to create this content, and we make it because it's important and we love to do it. Yeah, doing this podcast does take a lot of time and a bit of money, though. Because of that, we would like to tell you about our Patreon. If you become a monthly Patreon at any level, you'll get to contribute questions to our monthly guests. And if you donate at the $3 a month level, you'll gain access to our bonus patron content, which has special interviews with our guests. Like what it's like to be in a garusa, switching styles, and tips on modeling in Japan. There's absolutely no obligation to become a patron whatsoever, but we would greatly appreciate it. So thank you so much, and now back to the show. Woo! And so we are going to hop right on into our guest interview for this month. On this episode, we have Catherine, better known as Delightful. She's an artist and a content creator on YouTube, and she aims to make fun and entertaining tutorials based on doll customizing. How are you doing, Catherine? Hi, Annyeong. <laughs> Annyeong. <laughs> yeah, Catherine lives in Korea. So it's really interesting to me because I am... I'm not very well versed in like South Korean culture or pop culture. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a very different world for me. Well, I'm sure you're very familiar with Japanese culture. Uh, I mean, yeah. yes, I, I kind of <laughs> have to be. And so it's just a little it's a little different where I'm like, huh, I wonder like what's going on there. Like why this does this or blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's only a couple miles away from Japan when you think about it, which is odd for me as well as an American living in Korea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're used to thinking of Japan in these places as like these far away places you want to go someday. And mm-hmm. now I'm here and it's like, wow, you know, Japan's just right across <laughs> the ocean. <laughs> so but when it comes to um, Korean fashion, it's a lot different, I'd say. Oh, yeah, oh. totally. Yeah. Do you um, where are you from originally? You said you're from America. Yes, I'm American. I'm from Texas originally. Oh, very oh, cool. Yeah. You've been there a few times, yeah? Yeah, there's a good J fashion scene in in Texas. (laughs) If you ever come back to visit. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I I caught uh, one of your announcements the other day. You said there was a convention meeting up in Dallas or something. Yeah, yeah. There's like, um, there's also Akon. That's a good convention. Oh, yeah, Akon. Yeah. Oh, it's been a while. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) All right. So, Catherine, the first question that we have for you is how did you come across J fashion? Oh, well, it's very recent. It's a recent discovery for me, and it was only a couple months ago when one of my toy maker friends, known as Mozekito on YouTube and Instagram, really talented artist, she just came out one day with this video that was Decora Key Fashion Doll, and oh. it was it's this gorgeous doll, and me and a whole bunch of other friends got so inspired by it. We made we made Decora dolls as well, and it's that was the doll that was basically the portal, <laughs> the <laughs> gateway. <laughs> And um, I've just plunged headfirst into it ever since. So I was still really new and I'm learning about it. And even in my um, in the video I made when I made my decor doll, I pronounced it what K a key. Yeah, decor key. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so I've made a whole bunch of rookie mistakes. 
but it's all thanks to my friend. Her name's Mozeki Togan. She's the one that <laughs> caused all this craziness. Ah, cool. So what was the appeal of J fashion to you? I wouldn't say I'm into fashion because I, I never know what's going on in the fashion world, <laughs> but I like to experiment with fashion myself. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people who get into J fashion, they're just like, oh, I didn't really care about fashion until yeah. J fashion. And then you're just like, oh, I care about fashion now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it was like, I like to experiment and kind of wear stuff that was off the grid sometimes. But mm-hmm. when I saw through through that Mosekita's doll, you know, I, obviously I started researching the real fashion and mm-hmm. fashion icons. And it was so put together but chaotic at the same time. Yeah, I love that, that was really appealing. It's... It was how do you make such a combination of colors and textures work into something that's so fun to look at. And it, it was so fun looking. I had to try it myself. <laughs> <laughs> Even I still don't get it. Like with Decora, it's like, oh, I don't like I don't think this works together too well. Or maybe I shouldn't try this one. But it's <laughs> I find now that you just kind of say fuck it and just keep going yeah it, it pushes more of it you. on <laughs> yeah put more of it on yeah like it's like it pushes you out of your comfort zone um yeah in the best possible way yeah yeah in <laughs> the best like possible more, way the more bows and the more bright colors you put on your body it just makes you happier <laughs> uh-huh well i I, oh. I said i jumped right into it and i did but at the same time i'm easing into it as well mm-hmm. because you know, I started out and I didn't know how to put an outfit together. Like, how do you combine these things? So, you know, I, I did what I, I used what I had and it didn't feel like enough, you know. So through right. Instagram, I've been asking you guys and uh, people who also do decor fashion, you know, like some advice. And each time I put together an outfit, it feels like it gets a little bit closer to that level of craziness I want. <laughs> yeah, you're doing it exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> But, like, I'm kind of shooting in the dark, but it's all thanks to connections on Instagram that I've even gotten this far. <laughs> That's so cool. You've been starting to dabble in J fashion more. Like, what have you yeah. been picking up on mainly? Like, Decora, Fairy K, Lolita? Right. So, um, after the floodgates were open, <laughs> <laughs> all these terms started coming in, and it was overwhelming because there's like a thousand terms, and each one's a different subculture. Mm-hmm. The ones that stuck out to me, you know, personally for my aesthetic. So decor fashion caught my eye, obviously. And I'm, I'm also a sucker for pastels still. So fairy key, I think. Fairy K. Fairy, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> I'm still doing it. I'm still new. Forgive me. Oh, Any listeners right. that are like, you know, they've done it for 10 years or something. They're like, oh, this girl's still saying. It's hard for me to say Garu. Yeah. Like, I, I have to, like, really oh, get Garu. my brain yeah. into, like... <laughs> Do the are you right? Yeah. <laughs> it might be easier for you, though, because can't you, um, aren't you studying, aren't you guys studying Japanese so you can read a little bit of it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's where I've been able to get better at saying the word um, just through, like, taking the class. But Kamila, I've been trying to help Kamila with those hard R's and yeah. the, the short R's because it's not, like, ru. It's just a little, it sounds more like a D than an R. So that's something we've been practicing together. Yeah. Yeah, it's a different set of vocal yeah. vocal cords or different <laughs> mouth shapes you got to get used to. Right. I don't know a thing about Japanese, by the way. I can tell you all about Korean. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's awesome. Well, I mean, that's what you need. You're there. <laughs> so, like, what inspired, oh, wait, we kind of, like, went over what inspired you to integrate J-Fashion into your doll designs. Like, you were inspired by that other doll creator. Mozekito. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, I can go into that a little more if you'd like. Totally. Yeah, yeah, definitely. 
Yeah, so um, Mozekito is the one who started it all. Mm-hmm. And then um, another friend of mine, Moonlight Jewel Dolls, also on YouTube and Instagram. Um, she's the one that got really hyped about it with me, and we both made a doll. But she told me, she was the one who first told me about Haruka Kurabayashi. Oh, yeah. And I love her. It didn't take me long to find Junyan69. Then I found Hard Decora, and like, yeah, it just kept snowballing, and I was like, where were all these people, like, before in my life? Follow, 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 follow. <laughs> Instagram's done a lot for me there, because otherwise I don't think I would have found nearly as many Decora icons and, like, gotten so inspired by them. Yeah, once you once you find one person, it really does, like, branch out into everyone else, and you just find all the webs and all the little yes. interconnecting <laughs> trails, and it's like, ooh, and there's this one, and there's this one, and there's this one. And it's kind exactly. of like a small community at the same time, too. It's like everybody's six degrees away from each other in a way, um, especially because, of, like, the internet or traveling to go to conventions and things like that, you know, you end up being able to, like, meet a lot of these people in person, like, if you, like, oh, take really? the time to, Have like, you met a whole bunch out. of different uh, fashion icons that you follow on Instagram? Yes. Um, I met Haruka, uh, which was really cool, and um, she even, like, modeled for me during a fashion show and I was just like oh my god I um, was like we've... oh is that the one where she's holding a bat or somebody's yes. holding a bat mm-hmm. they've got all the decor gear on mm-hmm. we've both yeah. met um, Bisco yeah Bisco Izaki I forgot his name escaped me for yeah, a second I was like, uh, yeah cause sometimes I say Izaki or sometimes I say Bisco but yeah that sounds like another person I need to follow cause I don't that doesn't sound familiar to me <laughs> oh yeah you should listen to our Manhattan episode before you do sure. that cause it's it gives a lot into the designs that he does because mm-hmm. it's it's a little darker of a subject yeah and it can be a little <laughs> sensitive for people especially like with dealing with mental illness so God. it can be a little shocking if you're yeah. coming from like ooh bright happy decora and then it's like bright fairy k but also very dark themes yeah yes. yeah so yeah so we were able to meet him at uh anime expo anime expo is oh. a really good con for meeting different lots sort- of people yeah lots of people um they had this like fashion show mixer or someone or a designer might have some sort of a pop-up at the store called fickle wish or something like that so Hmm. a lot of people are able to like be able to try to like meet the designers or something like that those conventions Mm -hmm. met that's so cool yeah it's really fun so you mostly incorporated decora into your j fashion dolls do you have any plans to branch out into like lolita visual k fairy k the other stuff all the k's all the k's (laughs) Um, well actually before decora before Mm -hmm. all this happened i was somewhat familiar with lolita oh yeah. maybe i didn't know it was j fashion or anything like that but i kind of knew it meant the big stylish skirts Uh you know kind of old-fashioned yeah so i might not have known the label but i've always been interested in that for sure and i think i have incorporated some elements like i'm not sure if a fashion expert would determine it as a full Lolita doll or something, but you could definitely see elements of Lolita and previous dolls I've done. Totally. Ah, okay. And you know, now that I'm thinking about it, like thinking back to like the old Bratz dolls and yeah. and Monster Bratz High dolls, <laughs> definitely they definitely have like a Gyaru look. Like yeah, they're kind of Gyaru looking. Yeah, yeah, Bratz dolls like that. And then like I feel like Monster High dolls, they're like like biting off the um, ball and joint dolls that people collect but accept more accessible more accessible 
Definitely. And that's why so many customizers like myself love to use them because they're fashion dolls, you know, mm-hmm. they, well, they were, yeah. <laughs> they were available everywhere, but their quality was so high. It was almost like having an expensive BJD, which is a ball jointed doll. Yeah. <laughs> so, and now yeah, there they're... are like actually Harajuku fashion based dolls out in the market. Shubajuku dolls? Yeah, yeah that's dolls. it. Yeah, that's... And then I know in Japan they have um, Rika-chan, who is very yes, popular. Yes, Isn't she more like the Japanese Barbie? Yeah, and she she does have a lot of those like magical girl influences, though, which I that's think true. pulls into a lot of different J-fashion subcategories. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's, def- it's very interesting to see how J-fashion is actually branching out. Yeah, yeah, and especially recently, like you said, the Shibujuku d- girl dolls. That was a very recent line mm-hmm. of dolls. Yeah. Um, and that was very obviously pushing the Japanese fashion. Yeah. So that was pretty cool to see it coming out more obviously in the doll world, not just through artists like myself, but like in the mass produced world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do they are they still like making them or was it just like a one time thing or if you know, if you know, it, went, it was like a surge. It was a wave. If if I'm correct here, oh. you can still buy them. I actually only I bought three of them. Oh, last nice. <laughs> like really recently. Because they came out in America, and I didn't see them forever because they didn't come to Korea. And then just the other day, I was at a Toys R Us in Korea, and there they were, finally. So I'm always a bit behind everyone else when it comes to, like, American toy hunters and stuff. (laughs) (laughs) I remember they had, like, a contest for um, designing your own doll or something like that. And so you would have to, like, you would turn in some, like, drawings. I guess it would be, like, a voting thing. Um, oh. to figure out like who won and then they would make a doll based off of your drawing. That sounds awesome. I hadn't heard about that. Yeah, yeah. That's really cool of them though. That was like a while ago. I wonder if they would do it again. Anyway, you are living in Korea right now, which is really cool. Do you <laughs> see any J fashion in Korea? I've only seen obvious J fashion maybe two times and it was from oh. Japanese tourists. Oh, <laughs> oh, makes sense. So Koreans in general... We're about the same thing. Not to, like, blanket everybody, you know, put a, <laughs> but um, a lot of Koreans... What's in right now is uh, lots of muted colors, straight-cut clothing, you know, not sh- not shaped to the body or anything, kind of oh, drapey clothing. Kind of drapey, yeah. Uh, yeah, lots of pastels and muted colors. And you just see that everywhere. And black, of course. Everybody wears black. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, it's really fashionable. I think a lot of people consider Koreans, especially Korean women, to be pretty fashion-forward. Yeah. There's uh, memes that I see about um, international students waking up early for a class, and they're, like, completely, like, decked out fashionable. <laughs> and it's yeah, just, they got like, the high heels and everything. Yeah, yeah. And, like, I went to SEIC. That's, like, School of the Art Institute Chicago, which is, like, a fancy um, arts arts college. Yeah, fine arts college. So I went there for my first semester of college. And it was it was striking, like it was noticeable how fashionable all the international students were. Mm-hmm. And like, I mean, to be going to that school, you gotta be like, you know, you gotta step up your game, like <laughs> yeah. And also, like, you're like, it's a very expensive school. So also coming from like, you know, international student, it's very like prestigious, prestigious. Yeah. So it's just yeah. like. I totally understand why they were, like, dressing on point because they're just like, we're international students. We're going to the best art school, supposedly the best art school in America, whatever. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> they worked hard to be there. They're going to, like, Yeah, exactly. Show up, right? Yeah. And my roommate was Korean. 
she was really it's funny cool. you say that <laughs> because um I also went to art school and there were a lot of uh international students there oh cool <laughs> and my roommate was also Korean oh nice Yeah, in Chicago, we do have a very large international population, Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of those students come from Korea, which I think is really cool. I wasn't expecting it. Like, I I didn't know so many Korean people were interested in art schools here or just colleges in general. So it was really interesting to look around and hear Hangul all the time. I'm just like, oh, this is new. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Sounds different. (laughs) So I think a lot of well, what I've heard from my husband, who is a Korean native, you know, a lot of a lot of Koreans do like to go to America just for art education. Mm. <laughs> so I'm not surprised. So have there been any challenges in integrating um, J fashion into your doll art? Challenges. Well, just as the challenges are when you're dressing yourself, I would say. Mm. Yeah, that makes like, sense. What do I put on this to make it look good? You know. <laughs> right. Right. But specifically with. The dolls themselves, um, you know, when you're putting an out, when you're putting together an outfit for yourself in the morning, you maybe pull out a couple clothing items, hold them up to the mirror, you know, like, oh, does this look good? Yeah. But when you're making the doll, everything's from scratch, so you can't just hold up some clothes. You got to yeah. make the clothes first. So. <laughs> yeah. Like if you try to sketch it out and see if that's gonna look good, and then you hope it works out. And in the case of my first decor doll. There were a bunch of really botched first attempts at her clothing, yeah. at her first outfit. So it took me a while, and I'm, I'm still sure I could do better nowadays. But um, yeah, trying to design the outfit from scratch and make it look good together, and it was all new to me. You know, that was pretty hard to put together. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've seen it, and I personally think you did a very good job. Yeah, I think it was spot <laughs> on, both dolls. Like, did you have any, like, preconceptions about J-Fashion going into these projects? I guess you could say, yeah, the first doll I made was the girl mm-hmm. named Ayako. And, of course, when I first discovered it, it was all Japanese, right? Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, I'm going to make this character. She's going to be rocking decor fashion. She's going to be Japanese. going to give her a Japanese name. Ah, uh, yeah. And then on, on my second doll around for Pride Month, mm-hmm. um, I made a doll named Juan and I was going into it thinking, okay, he's got to be a Japanese character too. But uh. then I discovered all these other people on Instagram who were Americans, you know, like you guys. It kind of opened my mind a little bit. I was like, well, you know, they don't have to be Japanese. Like Anyone can rock this fashion. Like, I'm going to use Claude Wolf as a base this time just because. <laughs> yeah, I guess I did have some preconceived, you know, like, oh, it's got to be Japanese. But right. it doesn't. Anyone can have fun with it. I really like that just because, yeah. like, with the interview that we just did recently with um, Choom, mm-hmm. she's from London. And she, we talked with her about how the Japanese community in J fashion really enjoys the international community. Meanwhile, the international community really puts the Japanese natives who are in J fashion like up on a pedestal and they're like the icon. So I really like seeing all types of people and bodies and uh, variations in J fashion. I think it's so much fun. Totally. And it's more interesting too. Yeah. Definitely. In my opinion, I I certainly think so. (laughs) I just like to see anyone who enjoys wearing it, wearing it, you know, like who cares what you are or where you came from. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I agree. So what are your thoughts on J-Fashion now since you've had some more experience in the subculture? It's been nothing but fun, like rainbows and happiness. Oh, I'm so glad. (laughs) That makes me so happy. I know, 
like, I'll wake up in the morning and be like, what am I going to wear today? You know, it's so much more fun than just waking up and putting on normal clothes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I love that. Oh, my heart is swelling. That makes me so happy. I love it when people... Um, like come into this and they're like super excited. I love that enthusiasm. Yes. I mean, it feels like, I don't know about you guys. I'd love to hear your thoughts, actually. Like yeah. when you dress like this, how do you feel inside? Because it makes me feel like I'm a protagonist in an anime cartoon or something. Oh, sorry. Anime. You're not supposed to say cartoon with that, right? <laughs> so I think maybe we'll save that for our patron content. So that would be yeah. a good a good segue. So how could our listeners follow you outside of this episode? Like your Instagram, YouTube? Oh, yes. My main handle would be YouTube. You can search delightfully and I'll come up or delightful. Sorry, I'll come up. (laughs) Instagram, um, delightful was taken. So delightfully is my Instagram handle. Yeah, I totally was just like calling you delightfully sometimes and then calling you delightful sometimes. And then I'm just just like, what? How did I? I wish I could have just done delightful, but it was taken on Instagram. All right. So thank you so much, Catherine, for joining us. We loved having you on and uh, I'm really excited to record our patron content. If any of you out there are interested in that, please join our Patreon and we will send you those awesome links to the next interview that we're doing. So until next time, my name is Hayden. My name's Kamila. And my name's Catherine. Yay. Thanks for having me, you guys. Of course. You're we welcome. will see you all next month. Stay artsy. <laughs> Annyeong. Annyeong. <laughs>